You're listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show, where business leaders and health experts give insight while you take a break from the daily grind. Your host, Joey Price, is an entrepreneur with over a decade of startup experience and CEO of the managed HR services firm Jumpstart HR. Want to join the conversation or have an idea for the show? Tweet us at BizLifeCoffee or Joey directly at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLCMoments. Want more episodes? Head on over to iTunes to subscribe. Business, life, and coffee, personal development for busy professionals. Now let's get to the show. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Business, Life, and Coffee Show. Today we've got a very special topic. We're discussing marketing, more specifically strategies for LinkedIn marketing and who should who should be selling on LinkedIn? Why should you be selling on LinkedIn? And to cover this topic, we've got AJ Wilcox. And AJ is a longtime digital marketer who fell in love with LinkedIn ads platform all the way back in 2011. So this guy knows what he's talking about. And since then, he scaled and managed among the world's most sophisticated accounts worldwide. And I'm sure we'll touch on some of those accounts that he's been a part of. And then in 2014, he founded b2link.com, which specializes in LinkedIn ads training, consulting, and account management for all of those busy entrepreneurs that just can't seem to handle the marketing side of things. So uh, he's a ginger, he's a triathlete, and his company car is a go-kart. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we've got to touch on that too. Uh, and he lives in Utah with his wife and four kids. So AJ, welcome to the show. Joey, thanks so much for having me. It's a huge pleasure. Let me ask, am I your first guest on the Business Life and Coffee podcast that is not a coffee drinker? Actually, no, no, no. And so... Darn! <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it is a rarity, though. Uh, so you are in a special category. Um, but the whole premise of like Business Life and Coffee is that you know coffee shop connections and those conversations that people have at coffee shops whether you're a coffee drinker a tea drinker or not you know it's the those conversations where it's business people startup founders freelancers that just talk and chill and vibe and learn from one another so hence the business life of coffee even if you're not a coffee drinker <laughs> i love it yes <laughs> But you are the first guest that's company car is a go-kart. So I do want to know all about that. So I am, the story here is I'm just a giant kid. Okay. I never grew up. Uh, when I was a little kid, of course, like you're, well, I'm a little bit of a motorhead even now, but uh, as a kid, my whole goal in life was to get to drive. And of course, when you're not 16 and you can't drive yet, the closest thing to a kid having a car is a go-kart. And so I remember one summer, I saved up money all summer long while I was delivering phone books, if you, if anyone <laughs> remembers what those are. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, walked into a, a Honda dealership with cash as a, as a kid after having saved up all summer long for this one special go-kart. And I handed the cash to the sales guy like shut up and take my money uh -huh. and he was like oh i'm sorry we just uh discontinued that go-kart for for safety reasons and so i <laughs> wow. i did not get my go-kart so fast forward several years when i was in corporate i was finally making like a decent amount of money and you know could afford to do some fun things and i saw a go-kart in the classifieds and i was like 
oh yeah, this has got to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now it's the official B2 linked company car. Nice, nice. And did you, uh, did you turn it in? Did you spray paint it? Did you put some decals on there? I've got to see a picture of this thing. All right, I'll send it to you. It's uh, it has it's the right color blue, which is why I claim it. Yep. Um, I haven't put decals on it yet, but <laughs> I, I think it's like number fourteen or something. Oh, cool. It's, it, it's nice and ready to race. Cool, that's pretty sweet, man. Well, and then let's dive into you um, outside of the um, the love of go karts and and cars and motors. Um, you're really passionate about marketing and more specifically passionate about LinkedIn advertising. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into the field of marketing, and then more specifically, you know, what caught your eye about LinkedIn marketing and LinkedIn advertising and uh, how are you helping customers in this space? Sure. So uh, the story goes back to when I first enrolled in college and you have to choose a major. And I was looking down at, you know, in high school, I thought I wanted to go into psychology. Um, but, you know, when I, by the time I got into college, I was like, yeah, that doesn't seem super interesting anymore. And I remembered sitting down and watching Star Trek with my dad as a kid. And on the commercial breaks, he would ask me questions like, hey, that commercial, who do you think they're talking to? Who's their target market? And so as I was going through to pick a major, I was like, well, hey, marketing's as good as anything. So I hopped into it, ended up really loving it. But the problem is I was working a job as like a second level tech support. I was a techie guy mm -hmm. and I like to get nerdy. And, you know, these unfounded fears that college students have uh, where I was like, wait, my job is in technical, but I want to be in marketing. Who in the world would ever hire a marketer who knows how to get technical? <laughs> and that's that's laughable now because all marketing is so technical now. Exactly. But back then I was really worried. And into one of my classes walked a guest lecturer who was talking about search engine optimization. And it was at that point that I went, holy cow, there's this field where you combine technical and marketing. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Nice. And so after, after class, I went up and begged this guy for an internship. And that was my start here a little over 10 years ago uh, was you know starting as an account manager at a little SEO company. And it grew from there. And so if you want to talk about LinkedIn ads, fast forward about five years from there where, you know, I thought I was doing really well. I was a veteran, you know, five years in digital marketing. I'm, I'm doing great. And I got recruited into a local technology company that was a highly funded tech startup. And I went to the CMO on my first day and laid out all of my marketing plans as my new boss and, and you know, I have so much respect for her. And she, she goes, okay, all that sounds great. But just so you know, we started a pilot using LinkedIn ads. So see what you can do with that. Yeah. And I saluted and said, yes, ma'am, absolutely. And I walked out of her office and started laughing because I'd been doing this stuff for five years and I'd never even heard of LinkedIn ads. <laughs> well, well, that's got to be a, uh, a quite of a fork in the road there where you're like, yes, and then I've got to go figure it out very, very quickly. Exactly. You don't want to look <laughs> stupid to your brand new boss. So I went and jumped into the platform and started trying to figure things out. And my clue was when about two weeks in, one of my sales guys came up and said, AJ, we don't know what you're doing, but we love your leads. Keep it up. And it was at that point I went, oh, okay, there, there's something to LinkedIn ads here I should probably pursue. Okay. And so with LinkedIn ads, I mean, at this point, you're a, you're a guru and you, you've, you've surveyed the landscape of online advertising opportunities. What makes LinkedIn ads so attractive and what um, audience should be focusing on advertising on LinkedIn? 
Sure thing. Uh, the real beauty of LinkedIn is is business to business targeting. So your mind would probably be blown if I told you everything that you can target by on a, this is a B two B platform. But most of my clients they come to me and they say, hey, we're trying to reach just CFOs at tech companies. Can you help us get our message in front of them? Or we're trying to reach just HR professionals in in the construction industry or you know whatever their their needs are. And the answer to all of those things is, oh yeah, it's simple on LinkedIn. You can target by job titles, by what department someone's in, the level of seniority that someone has in an organization, uh, what company name they work for. So you can be very specific. Uh, what company size, industry, skills they have listed. I mean, just, it goes on and on and on. Uh, there, I haven't ever had a client or potential client come to me and say, can you help us reach our ideal customer? And I had to say, uh, you know what? LinkedIn actually doesn't let us hit that. Wow. Okay. So you're able to find specific niches almost with like a laser or needle precision. Um, because when you talk about HR folks in this particular space or, um, CFOs in construction, and when I think about it as an end user um, of LinkedIn with the premium account and the fact that I can search by size, industry, revenue, et cetera, et cetera, I guess on the advertising side, it's got that level of clarity and probably more. Yeah, it's more on some aspects and then less on on a few others. Like, for instance, your premium version, you can search by uh, by changes. You can do a... Um, uh, what do they call it? Save searches and say, if someone transfers into this field, then like alert me. And we can't do that on the ad side. It, it's pretty much just a snapshot of who they are right now. And gotcha. then are they eligible to receive a, a ad impression? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and being in the uh, HR space, I know tons of recruiters and even for some of my own clients, we, we utilize the premium accounts to track those sort of changes and say, hey, uh, I noticed that you just left the job. Uh, reach out to us in six months to see if you're if you're still happy there and if you'd like some new opportunities. Oh, yeah. And that's so valuable. I've had friends go into recruiting and uh, like starting to use the recruiter platform and go, holy cow, AJ, you would not believe the level <laughs> of data that I get on people now. And <laughs> I haven't ever used recruiter. I, I'm just on the ads platform, but um, so valuable. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, and again, everyone that is tuning in, I'm talking to AJ Wilcox, and he is the founder of B2Linked.com. So while you're listening to the podcast episode, make sure you hover on over to his site and also uh, send him a tweet over at, uh, at WilcoxAJ uh, to make sure that you uh, let him know that you're listening to the show. So AJ, why should we consider advertising on social media platforms instead of Google AdWords where we're already accustomed to um, spending our ad dollars? I think most people are very much aware of Google ads and they serve a very important function. And that, that function is we'll call these search ads like Google AdWords, Bing ads. I would even put search engine optimization into this category where you're giving someone whatever they're asking for. And that can be very, very powerful. But the problem is if I'm sending a whole bunch of Google AdWords leads to a sales team, they're going to come back with to me with two pieces of feedback. Number one, they're going to tell me that the leads are hot because you, know, you are looking for something actively if you're searching for it. So that lead is probably going to close pretty quickly. But they're always going to uh, tell me a number two here. But 
is there any way we can qualify these folks a little bit better because we're talking to the CEO and the proverbial janitor and everyone in between. And so if they ask, you know, how can we qualify and make sure that we're not spending ad dollars on audience that it just doesn't make sense to do business with? They can't, uh, they can't afford our product. They're not in the right market segment or the right industry. The obvious answer is to look at social media where you're targeting by who someone is professionally and personally and not just what they're looking for. So what you'll notice is, especially if you're advertising on LinkedIn, you're targeting people by their job title and, and their ability to purchase from you and how large of a company they are. And you can get so specific. Those leads are going to take a little bit longer to close, but you're getting in front of exactly the people that your sales team wants you to be in front of, and they will thank you for that. Okay. And so just to drill deeper into this a little bit from the LinkedIn advertising perspective, I can imagine someone listening to the podcast and they're saying, okay, I get it. You know, it makes sense for me to advertise on LinkedIn versus Google because I'm going to be able to have a tailored advertising campaign towards the exact kind of person that I'm looking for. But what's the next step? I mean, should we be advertising to sign up for an email newsletter? Should we be um, advertising to go directly to the product? Should we be advertising to a landing page? Based on your experience, what are some of the best uh, some of the best ways to target folks on LinkedIn? And then where should we where should we be um, driving that traffic to? Because social media users are not looking for you specifically, you're kind of interrupting them. And this is likely the first time that they've ever encountered your brand before. You do have to approach a little bit softer. So in search, you can say, well, hey, you're looking for HR software. So let me drop you on this landing page where you can sign up for this HR software. But if you're selling HR software on LinkedIn, for instance, uh, you wouldn't want to start with a, you know, here's a sign up because they're just, they're not ready. You'd, you'd be asking for marriage on the first date at that point. <laughs> Uh, so what you want to do is start with a very soft offer to engage someone to get on their radar. And a lot of times what I've found is is uh, the best type of content for this. This would be gated, which means that someone has to give you some information like their email address in exchange for the, the information. But it might be a white paper of some kind, a checklist, a guide. It might be a free webinar that you're hosting and you want them to be able to join. And uh, I think that's the easiest, softest touch in order to engage with someone. And then once you have their email address, once you have permission to engage them, you can start a real conversation. Okay. That sounds great. Um, I think that's really good feedback, AJ. And I know that there are some people who feel like, oh, uh, ads are spammy. I don't, I don't believe in ads. But, you know, regardless of a person's personal preferences, I think you really have to focus on your customers and you have to focus on the fact that in some, in some ways, interrupting them can be the best approach to uh, for them to get to know your brand and you may not have any other opportunity to reach out to that that CFO in construction in Idaho and you, where you don't even know that they exist other than the fact that they're tied to this this big um, social social media platform. So true. And you know, one thing I found, I actually had a lot of success running an ad campaign to marketers defining what 
programmatic advertising is. Uh, when you talk to advertisers, everyone goes, oh yeah, programmatic this, programmatic that, it's a buzzword. But what I found is that if, if you're targeting VPs or C-level folks, they're using the words, they they hear it when other people use it and they, they wanna seem like the, the big boy or big girl at the table. But when I showed a, a piece of content that was like, here are the basics of programmatic advertising, here's what you're missing, they were downloading this like crazy. And so what this was is a way to engage and educate at the same time. And because they were getting educated, I feel like they were getting a lot of value out of our advertising too. So, um, you know, if you approach it in a spammy way, if you're trying to purposely trick people, yeah, advertising it can be super <laughs> spammy. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, like if you picture it as you're being helpful to them and helping educate, uh, I, I think it's a lot easier to sleep at night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so AJ, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears a bit and, and go off of the LinkedIn and and focus on you for a bit uh, and talk about your entrepreneurial journey. Now, you'd mentioned that you started your uh, marketing career through the internship and that turned into working with a, an agency. Um, but what was the transition like for you when you um, started your own company, B2Linked? And was that, a, was that a forced transition? Were you thinking about it for some time and you're like, hey, I think I can do this? Walk us through what it was like getting to the point of being an entrepreneur. One of the funnest transitions of my life is what this was. <laughs> uh, the way it started, so I was working at this highly funded startup. Uh, I was there for about two and a half years, and I was having a lot of success using LinkedIn ads, but I would go out to Google and I would type, how do you do X with LinkedIn ads? And the results would say zero. You know, no one was out there talking about it. No one was uh, writing, publishing, speaking, training, anything like that. And I went hey, maybe this could be me. And I've always had this a little bit of an entrepreneurial itch. Uh, and so I would come home and I'd talk to my wife about it. And I, I bring up harebrained schemes all the time. Um, but after I presented that idea to her, like, hey, maybe I could be the LinkedIn ads evangelist. She said, y you know what? Of all the crazy ideas you've brought uh, to me over the years, that actually sounds like the most feasible. I like that. So things started getting a little bit rocky at my, at my full-time job. Uh, and after about about two years, I stopped having fun. I stopped looking forward to going to work every day. And, and I realized that that's like, you know, that was the transition point where I needed to start thinking about something. And then, uh, after about two and a half years, uh, my boss ended up walking me to HR and let me go. And so it became this forced transition. And we, uh, you know, we've got, we had three kids at the time we have four. And so there was a lot of stress on me as a breadwinner. Like, yep what am I going to do? I'm let go. Uh, I, what are my options? And so I went out and, and got four different job offers, uh, from, uh, from really good companies here. And, you know, we're religious people. We prayed about it yeah. and we got the answer, like turn down all of them. Like, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And all of these were paying a lot more than what I was making at the previous job. So that was hard to do, yeah. but you know, we felt like we needed to move forward with B2 linked. And so, it was really, really difficult. I mean, the first five months, it wasn't like I prepared and had clients to, to, uh, you know, slowly sift, uh, income towards, I had to start from scratch, but within about five months I had recouped my full salary and then we were full growth from there on. So the first five months I, I lost a lot of hair and gained a lot of weight, <laughs> but af after that, I mean, everything has just been wonderful. I would, uh, if, if you're like me and hesitant to be an entrepreneur because the risk is so high, uh, 
consider what the risk is staying at a company who can decide your future on a you know a whim that is so true and i can definitely relate with um with your thoughts uh well first of all of being a, a man of faith in, in business but also um with just knowing that another company holds your fate and knowing that that decision can be made at will um you could wear the wrong shirt and be fired or, <laughs> or uh, you know, someone else could really be at fault, but someone, but you could be the fall guy or, you know, just because you're the last one in, you've got to be the first one out. So um, there are so many reasons why I'm a big proponent for entrepreneurship and uh, not in the sense of, you know, just, just do it. It's great. But in the sense of, if you know that you have something to bring to the world and you want to make a difference, uh, you're not going to have all the answers right away of how to execute. But if you're smart enough, if you hustle enough, if you um, have faith and you've got confirmation that it's the right thing to do for you and your circumstances, then the pros weigh, uh, the pros outweigh the cons for sure. And even the, the added weight and, and lost hair, I mean, you know, those things can be, can be course corrected too. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely a, a big fan of, of people being entrepreneurs. 100% agreed. And, you know, I had to spend seven years in the workforce, uh, in uh, in startups and agencies and all kinds of different companies corporately to understand and, and gain the skills to be able to do what I do. So uh, if there's an entrepreneur listening who's like, well, I want to go out on my own, but I don't have the skills yet. Sure, go work for someone else. I mean, do whatever you need to do to get the skills. Uh, but then have faith when you jump off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, let's pivot back to the LinkedIn ads a bit. And, um, could you walk us through what a, um, what an entrepreneur needs to know or what they need to do and put together in order to have a successful LinkedIn advertising campaign? Absolutely. So you want to start with your audience and, Every B2B company I've ever talked to, they have a vague idea of who their customer is, who they want to sell to. So that's really easy to define on LinkedIn ads. Um, the second thing you need is what we mentioned earlier about the content. What is your offer? What are you going to provide to uh, to the people in your target audience to get them to engage with you? And uh, I forget the exact stat, but it's something over about 70% of white papers that people download never get read. And so what that tells me is it almost doesn't matter what your offer is as long as the uh, the topic sounds really valuable like it's going to solve a problem they face. Yeah. It may sit in their download folder and not get read, but whatever, at least you have their email address and you can start <laughs> to have a conversation. Um, and then the third, you have to develop what you're going to say to them. So you know what your offer is, and it may take two or three times of writing out a value proposition around your offer that they're actually going to see in an ad to hit on people's pain point enough to get them to click. So be ready to test some of that stuff. And I think the fourth thing that you're going to need is some kind of imagery. And on LinkedIn, imagery doesn't mean a whole lot. It's more just something to draw your eye. So obviously, if, if you're showing ads to a CFO, make sure that the picture looks professional and you know it, it is somehow uh, similar in meaning. But uh, I think an image is more important that it just contrasts with LinkedIn's color palette of the, the light blues and whites. Uh, just make it stand out so that it draws people's eye to see the message so that they'll actually read it. And I think if you have those four things, you're pretty much ready to go. Oh, great. 
Great, great. That's good advice. And I'm sure people are pausing and feverishly writing those tips down. <laughs> now, I will mention uh, LinkedIn ads is quite expensive if you compare it with something like Facebook ads. Um, like, for instance, my normal average cost per click that I see on LinkedIn ads is somewhere between about six and nine dollars per click. Whereas if you saw the same types of clicks coming from, from Facebook, they'd probably be somewhere between about 80 cents and $1.50. So be aware when you go in, uh, the costs are high up front to get access to that very premium audience in a premium way. And uh, you've you probably want to make sure you have a large enough deal size on the back end to be able to adjust for having to pay so much up front. I tell people if you're going to make 15k from a deal whether it's over the lifetime or whether it's you know a right up front that's probably a good line in the sand to draw like it should be high value b2b yeah yeah i mean this is a this is a luxury spend so to speak so you've got to you've got to use luxury bait <laughs> so true <laughs> uh, and how can our listeners get in contact with you and do business with you? And what offers do you provide for entrepreneurs? Sure. So if you go to B2Linked, that's the letter B, the number two, and then the word linked.com and fill out the contact form there, you're not going to be hit up by a salesman. You're not going to be put into any sort of like a nurturing workflow and be put on our uh, our newsletter or anything like that, you're going to get to me and I don't sell. So if you have questions about LinkedIn ads, just feel free to reach out uh, and you know don't uh, don't worry too much there. Um, you can also reach out to me anytime you want on Twitter. I'm super active there. Wilcox AJ is my handle, and uh, and I'm pretty active and I'll I'll reply to to anything that you send over. So um, and then what I offer, uh, you know. I'm just I'm really transparent and I'm I'm open. And so if you if you're thinking that you might be a good candidate for advertising on LinkedIn, feel free to reach out. I'll be happy to hop on a call with you and and go through the minutia of, you know, are you really ready for this? And I'm brutally honest about like, hey, now's not the right time or yes, now's the right time. So anyway, uh, my offer to you is essentially a free consultation. Sweet. Sweet. Well, AJ has definitely been a pleasure chatting with you and uh Next time I'm in your part of town in Utah, I'm going to have to uh, check out this go-kart and <laughs> take it for a test drive. Please do. I'm Just <laughs> just come by and rip around my neighborhood. It goes about 52 miles an hour, so I, I promise you will have slicked back hair and a big <laughs> smile on your face. <laughs> I'm smiling already, man, just thinking about it. Cool. Well, thanks for joining the Business Life and Coffee Show, and uh, we'll definitely have to have you back on soon. Awesome. Thanks, Joey. I'll be excited to join back again. All right. Sweet, AJ. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.